welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Veronica here, and this is the Essential Astrocast. So we have a lot happening. Every week I come to talk to you, and I've got so much to say. So I'm going to really try to dial it down. When there's so much happening, I know it's really like drinking from a fire hose. So I'm going to try to dial it down to the must-need-to-know stuff this week. So... We had an eclipse last week at the very beginning of last week. So a week and change ago, we had the new moon solar eclipse in Cancer. Now, Cancer is a sign that has to do with our families. Cancer is a sign that has to do with home, um, our immediate family, what we nurture, our relationship with our mother, our experience of being a mother, whether or not we're a mother in the traditional sense, we can be a mother in many senses. We can be a mother to our employees. We can have a maternal relationship with our students. We can have, you know, a maternal relationship with our pets. So we had all of that stuff going on and we've got mercury retrograde in cancer and it's digging up all of our, what I like to call mommy issues. So all of your emotional patterning, all of your stuff that you have from your parents, from growing up, those inner child wounds, all that stuff was coming up last week because we had Neptune station to go retrograde. That always brings up the subconscious piece we had the new moon solar eclipse in Cancer, and we have Mercury retrograde in Cancer. So, so much of our emotional patterning, so much of our habitual ways of thinking that we took on from our parents is being exposed right now, not only in our personal lives, but also on the societal level, which we're seeing with so much anti-racist work going on. So many white people like myself are taking the responsibility of realizing that racism is a white problem, right? So we are in the process, the very messy, very not beautiful, not Instagrammable process of undoing a lot of the thoughts and beliefs and behaviors that we took on from our parents and probably on a very subconscious level have been playing out just because that's what we knew. And again, this could be societally, this could also be in your personal life, you know, just the way you speak to yourself in your own mind, you know, digging up feelings of not being wanted, not being lovable, not being worthy. And I know so many people are experiencing aha moments around that kind of work because we had Venus retrograde in Gemini. So now that gave us a real glimpse into what we value and how we are worthy and how we bring worth and value to the world and what we value in others. Anyway, that's a little primer on where we were last week. And I'm only sharing that to lay the groundwork for where we are now. Last week was a doozy. I had the most major solar eclipse hangover. Neptune retrograde is really what I think did it to me. I think it was the combination of the two, but Neptune retrograde, the day Neptune went retrograde, I felt like I hit a wall and I was just exhausted for the next 48 hours in a way that I hadn't felt in a long, long time. So 
If you were with me, if you felt really exhausted last week, that's why there was so much happening. And we have a lot happening this week too, but we have some other energies at play that are really helping us find our vim and vigor again, as they say in the olden days. Okay. So yesterday we had the first quarter moon in Libra, which basically means that the moon is half full and we are in that waxing phase of the moon. Remember, because it's eclipse season, I did tell you, we're not really doing manifestation rituals. We're not really doing intention setting. We're keeping it. We're really taking an approach of sitting back, listening, watching, seeing what unfolds. It doesn't mean that you're not taking ownership or responsibility for your life. It just means that you're not actively putting intentions out there, revving and trying to make stuff happen. I always say Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde, Mars retrograde, and eclipse season, those are times to take a rest. Those are times in your year, month, week to say, hey, I'm going to chill out right now. And so we all need to chill out right now. There has been so much happening. And eclipses, I remind you, are like a pressure cooker for change. They create situations that make us feel like I cannot take it anymore and I need to get out. I need to change this. And we don't always see them coming. And that's why I say intention setting, manifestation rituals during eclipse season, they don't usually pan out the way you intend. So my recommendation for this time that we're in, because we are in this time where the moon is waxing and it is generally a time that we would be taking action in our lives. Cast your vision. I told you this last week, I'll repeat it. Cast your vision. Cast your vision for the rest of the year, for the rest of 2020. Who do you want to be when 2021 arrives? We have a lot going for us right now in terms of casting a vision and making it happen. But I don't want you to necessarily, you know, put some big, launch some big product or put some big thing out at this moment, unless you've been working on it for a really long time or it's something you're revisiting. Mercury retrograde makes it easy to revisit and revise. But, you know, because there are things we still don't know. And both the previous eclipse we had and the next one that's coming at the end of this week, we are literally in the midst between two eclipses. You know, both of these eclipses have a lot of stuff, a lot of planets in the 12th house. So we don't know everything we need to know. We're still gathering the intel. So yesterday we had that quarter moon. I'm recording this on Monday, June 29th. So on Sunday, we had the quarter moon in Libra. So we are continuing to cast that vision for the rest of 2020. We're deciding who we're going to want to be at the end of the year. Six months from now, who do you want to be? what would that person be doing? If you were who you wanted to be six months from now, how would you spend your days? What would you wear? What would you eat? Who would you spend time with? You know, cast your vision and cast your vision from a place of a holistic vision. It's not just, oh, I want to be making X amount of money or, oh, I want to have a new job or, oh, I want to have a new boyfriend. Really cast your vision around what it would feel like to be in your body as that person that you want to be six months from now. And when you cast your vision from that place, your vision is going to have a lot more power. 
Now, the other thing that happened this weekend, so did you have a productive weekend? I would love to know because I had a crazy productive weekend after being so tired last week, after having a major solar eclipse hangover, I had the most productive weekend and we were doing lots of mundane productivity. Like the moon was in Virgo. We got a lot of house stuff done. We got a lot of wedding stuff done. I even noticed, you know, it's funny because my fiance, Brian, he's not into astrology or any of my woo spiritual stuff. So sometimes I kind of watch him like a scientist and I think to myself, oh, is he having a little more energy now? Is he a little lazier now? And I pay attention to that and how his mood is because that also indicates to me how people that are not necessarily tuning into the astrology feel. Because sometimes with the astrology, we can feel like am I really tired or am I convincing myself I'm tired because of Neptune retrograde? I mean, not really, but we sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'm faking myself out. So I watch him and I watch other people in my life who are not tuned in to what's going on astrologically that do not, you know, pay attention to any of this stuff. And I look at what their energy is like, and I look at what they're up to. And that indicates to me how the collective is generally feeling, right? So we were both very motivated to get things done this weekend. And hopefully you were too. We had a Virgo moon, which always makes us busy bees. And then we had the quarter moon in Libra, which is, you know, the first quarter moon, it really is when we take action generally. So taking action in ways that are helpful right now that maybe don't have huge ramifications is a really good way to use this energy. So we also had one other thing that happened that was very important in terms of this whole take action being productive thing. We had Mars go into Aries. So Mars is going into Aries or went into Aries this weekend, and he's going to be there for the rest of the year for six months. He's in Aries and that's extremely rare. He is going to be retrograde in his home sign and He's going to be shaking things up. So you may recall that I have said in previous podcasts, look to this time, look to Mars, because Mars is going to have a lot to do with how all of this stuff plays out later in the year. So we had Mercury, Venus, the sun come through Aries and square Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, That has happened in the first half of the year, right? It's been a while since any of those planets were in Aries squaring those three planets in Capricorn. Those three planets have a lot to do with what's going on this year. So Mars is going to come through just like those planets did, those really nice, friendly planets. Mercury, the sun, Venus, we love those guys. Mars, we love too, because he gives us motivation. He gives us enthusiasm. He gives us a willingness and a drive to make stuff happen. But Mars can get angry. Mars can be impulsive. Mars can want things to go his way. Mars can be driven to the point of not being able to see how his actions impact those around him. So when Mars comes through Aries, later on in Aries, and squares Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, it is definitely going to have an impact on what we see collectively. And when those other 
planets came through, we got spurts of news about the pandemic. So my guess is that when Mars comes through and squares those three planets, we are going to have some more news about the pandemic. And this is going to roll on, you know, and there's going to be more. There's going to be more conversations about everything we've been talking about the past few weeks, from civil rights to voter suppression. All of that stuff's going to come up. We're going into the election. Things are going to get heated. To be perfectly frank with you, I think Mars squaring these planets is going to make the election extremely ugly. We all knew that it was going there anyway. We don't need Mars to tell us. But really look out for that. And so I want to share that with you as a warning, a forewarning, not to make you scared, but to make you prepared. So I want you to know Mars is going to come through Aries. Once it gets to the later degrees of Aries, it's going to square those Capricorn planets. And Saturn will be back in Capricorn then. We're going to talk about that as well. And that's going to be tough. That's going to be intense. We're going to have a lot of anger. We're going to have a lot of fighting. We're going to have a lot of war energy because when Mars and Pluto square, there's usually some war energy happening. So that means that people are going to be heated. We're already seeing it. We saw it this weekend. There were some things going on that was, that I saw on online with protests and people bringing out guns and all of that stuff. Um, One of the things that a few astrologers are saying is that we're going to see gun sales go up in the next few months. So again, not saying it to scare you, I'm saying it to prepare you. In those moments where you're feeling angry, in those moments where you're dealing with someone else who is angry, find your center, breathe, ground your energy. Know that this is one of the ways that Mars squaring Pluto manifests. This is one of the ways that Mars squaring Saturn can manifest. It can create a lot of frustration. So we're going to be experiencing that. And so I just want you to know that. But before we get there, we don't really have to worry about it till August. July, it's going to feel good. It's going to feel like, oh, we're off to the races. Things are happening. We're moving forward. We're already seeing that in a lot of places in the Northeast. I live in New York. We're reopening. We're excited. The nail places are opening on July 6th. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get a manicure pedicure. I will be wearing a mask, but I cannot wait to get a manicure pedicure. So we are all, you know, excited. There's a lot of forward momentum and forward moving energy, which is really, really wonderful, except that we can't really grab it with two hands and use it to its full potential at this moment because we're still in eclipse season and we're still in Mercury retrograde. And all of that is saying, slow down. You don't have all the information yet. So this is a great time. I come back to what I said earlier to cast your vision. Mars and Aries is going to help you take action to move forward, to make a plan for post-eclipse season, to make a plan for post-Mercury retrograde, to make a plan for how you want to finish out this year, regardless of the fact that the election is going to come, that the pandemic is going to do what it's going to do, that civil rights are going to need to be fought for. There's going to be lots happening. What is your place in all of that? Who are you in all of that? What can you do to make the world a little bit better? What can you do to make an impact on one person to help them have a little bit of a better experience of the next six months? That's what you have to think about. 
And that's big stuff to think about. And it's not small. And while you might not be able to launch your new program, or maybe you're living in a part of the country where you can't go on dates and find the new guy, or you can't necessarily you know, get started with whatever you want to get started with. There's a lot of internal work that we've been doing and that we're still doing. And this work is the foundation for you taking the action that you're going to want to take one month from now or less than one month from now when the new moon in cancer comes. So in three weeks from now, so bear with me, ride the brake a little bit and keep sitting back, listening and watching. All right. So Mars in Aries helps us be enthusiastic and optimistic and gives us the courage to take action. So be courageous in casting your vision. Do not play small. I do this exercise with my yoga teacher clients. So when I teach yoga teachers about building their own businesses and creating their own virtual online studios, which is a workshop that I teach now from time to time, I give them my money mindset trick And it's something that I learned from a coach that I worked with years ago. And basically it's whatever you want to charge for your private session or even your group class, but whatever you want to charge for your private session. If you, I ask them, what's the most money that you can imagine charging for your private session? And they usually say like 100, 125, 150, whatever it is. And I say, okay, 125. So at your homework for the next 30 days, three times in a row, say it to yourself in the mirror. I charge $200 for my yoga private sessions. I charge $200 for my yoga private sessions. I charge $200 for my yoga private sessions. And this is an exercise I teach them. And I'm sharing this with you because you can make it anything. So it doesn't have to be a price. It doesn't have to be if you're a yoga teacher, you can be working on losing weight and you can go and dream bigger than you thought you could dream. And maybe you're, you thought that you would just work out two days a week and maybe you go to the mirror and you talk to yourself about working out five days a week or whatever it is for you, you know, whatever that thing is. Maybe you're, you're launching a course and you're thinking you can only have 10 people. You go to the mirror and you, and you talk yourself into the fact that you can have 20. And the thing about it is that it's not really about getting the 20 people or working out five days a week or charging 200. It's about playing the mind trick on yourself that you're worth so much more. And it's playing the mind trick on yourself that you can have so much more, more that you can have more than you're worth more. Cause I never think that we should put a price on our worth because our worth is immeasurable. We are beings of light. We have God in each and every one of us. I truly believe that, but you can have so much more than you think you can have. So when you cast your vision, be big, be bold, give yourself the gift of believing that you can have way more than you thought you could or that you've ever imagined. So now that you're sitting at home, I know that you're thinking, I can't wait till I get back to the yoga studio. But guess what? You don't have to wait. I've created a virtual yoga studio called the Online Yoga Club. You can join me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as Sunday at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. We meet Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a one-hour flow class and Sundays for restorative and meditation. The best part about Online Yoga Club is that it's not only live, 
but you also get the recordings and it creates a sense of routine for you. So instead of every day feeling like a monotonous, I get up, I make coffee, I work, I go to sleep. Now you have yoga. And not only do you have yoga with me, you have yoga with a bunch of people that you're going to get to know their names and see them four nights a week. So join us in the online yoga club. You can get all the details on my website, veronicacaretti.com slash yoga. Okay. So we have all that Mars in Aries energy, which is why I'm feeling so optimistic, enthusiastic. I have a Mars in Aries. I'm an Aries, Sun in Aries, Mercury in Aries, lots of Aries, rising Aries. So this is definitely a really motivating energy for me to finish up this concept about this conversation about casting your vision. I want to say that while you're casting your vision, if you do want to do affirmation work or anything like that, you can always finish it up with this or something better for the good of all, because that leaves you open to receiving whatever the universe has for you. And that leaves you open and curious to the plan possibly changing. And we need to really be open and curious during eclipse season. Because as I said, um, last week, the sun and the moon, they're not operating or functioning normally. So we're really in the shadow work. We're really paying attention to the shadow. We're not necessarily operating in that the normal realm that we would be when we set our intentions for the new moon. Okay, so this week, we've got a couple of big things happening. One is Jupiter and Pluto are going to conjunct on Tuesday. This is number two of three conjunctions this year. Generally, these guys, they don't get together often. I believe the next one, it's every 13 years. So usually they meet one time and then they keep moving. But because of the degrees that Jupiter is retrograding within this year, they're meeting three times. So they met in April and that was April 4th. That was when COVID-19 really took off and it was like really full on off to the races. And then mind you, by the way, they're in Capricorn and New York is a Capricorn city. So not surprising that we as a sun in Capricorn city experienced that first big, we were the first epicenter and it was really April 4th when things were feeling super intense. So then we have this one coming up Tuesday, June 30th and Tuesday, June 30th, they're both retrograde. So this is going to probably feel a little softer than the last one. But if you didn't pay attention to something April 4th, it's going to come around and bite you this time. And we're seeing that in a lot of the country, just saying. So we are experiencing a little bit of a revisit to April 4th. Now, again, they're meeting up three times and the third one's November 12th. There's a story playing out here. And now collectively for America, it might be COVID-19, but for you personally, what is that story? What was on the boards April 4th and what's coming up this week, June 30th? Pay attention to that. Jupiter and Pluto together is our relationship with power. It can help us really feel empowered. It can make us feel focused. It can really renew our intensity around something. It can bring good luck. But truly, Jupiter really is an illumination of something. It always makes something feel a little bit bigger. 
So it's an amplifier. So Jupiter next to Pluto amplifies the secrets. Pluto is secrets. Pluto is what's going on beneath the surface. Also, Pluto loves intimacy and sex. It is has to do with money, our long-term investments. Remember, these planets are in Capricorn. Capricorn is big business, corporations, the big banks, stock market. All of that is Capricorn finances. So we're seeing the secrets and the stuff below the surface that maybe we haven't seen before in the structures that are there to support us. And so much of this year is about this experience of transforming the structures and the foundations that have supported us for a long time and are now outdated. Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, all being in Capricorn like this, it's really about transforming that part of our world. This is not small astrology. This stuff is like once in a lifetime astrology. So we all knew 2020 was going to be a big deal. We're here. It's a big deal pay attention to what's coming up. Don't sleep through this. Pay attention. And not only pay attention collectively, but pay attention to personally. How is this impacting you? Where's Capricorn in your chart? That part of your chart has been under construction all year and a little bit of last year too. So that's the theme of the year, this transformation, this self-discovery, the illumination of what's below the surface the subconscious, the trauma deep in your psyche, the stuff that you didn't want to look at, the stuff that you pushed to the back of the closet, Jupiter is making you look at it. As a society and personally, Jupiter and Pluto can also make us a little bit self-righteous, a little bit greedy, a little bit arrogant, a little bit conniving. So watch out for those behaviors. I'm not saying you are going to act that way, but watch out for seeing those behaviors and others, seeing it on the news. If you want to know what's going on astrologically, watch the news. That's what we always say. So on Wednesday, we're going to have the sun and Uranus coming together in a really sweet conversation and the sun and Mercury are getting together. Mercury rules our mind. It's in cancer. It's answering to the moon. Uranus rules our central nervous system. So when these two get together, we can feel a little bit anxious. So just be aware of that. We've got Mars and Aries really amping things up, making them hot, Jupiter and Pluto, making them even hotter. And then we've got the sun coming together with Uranus and Mercury. It can really be a doozy for the central nervous system. So if you can take time on Wednesday to like have a nice easy morning, this is going to be like actually when we're sleeping on the East coast in the nighttime so or, or early morning rather. So really try to have an easy morning and give yourself time and space and make sure you meditate and do your yoga practice or get your workout in. Another thing to mention is that when Mars is in Aries, if you're feeling like really energized, if you're feeling a lot of anger, if you're feeling really impulsive, Mars and Aries is a great time to stick to a physical routine of some sort because Mars and Aries really needs to move the energy through the physical body. So if you've been wanting to pick up that workout routine or you've been wanting to, you know, start running again or join a yoga class or get a Peloton or do whatever it is that you want to do, right? It's really, really, really good time 
to connect with moving your energy physically, breaking a sweat and working hard and getting your heart rate up, all of that is going to feel really good when Mars is in Aries and Mars is in Aries for six months. So this is the time to commit to some sort of physical practice to take care of your body, not only for the sake of taking care of your body, but also for the sake of your emotions, because it's really going to help you to move some of those emotions that can come up that aren't so pleasant, like agitation, frustration, anger, overwhelm, all that stuff. And who's not feeling some of that these days? Okay. So on Wednesday, we also have Saturn going back into Capricorn. So Saturn has been in Aquarius for a little while now. He came in in March and this is a taste. We're going to have Saturn back in Aquarius at the end of the year and then through 20 and then into 2023. So Saturn spends two plus years or so in a sign, like two and a half years in a sign. So we're going to have a little, we just got a little taste of Saturn Aquarius. Aquarius is freedom, rebellion, revolution, power to the people, all of humanity, equal rights, all of that groovy stuff that we're super, super excited for. You know, Aquarius is also futuristic thinking. It's innovation. Saturn rules Capricorn in modern astrology. But in traditional old astrology, Saturn ruled both Capricorn and Aquarius, which is really interesting because Saturn rules our structures and our boundaries and our limitations. And it generally is the planet that comes through and says, whoa, 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 not so fast. So it's funny because traditionally Saturn was the ruler of Aquarius, which we Consider to be futuristic and wants to break free of the mold and all of that, but it's a fixed sign. And Aquarians have staying power. When they put their mind on something, they can really see it through. And that's very Saturnian. So Saturn is going to go back into Capricorn on Wednesday, which means we're going to get another go of it to fix up all of that Capricorn stuff. Again, finances, corporate culture, your work in the world. You know, I consider Capricorn to be the CEO of the Zodiac. Look at where Capricorn is in your chart. That's important. If you don't know how to do that, let me know. Happy to help. Also, you can join the Luminary League, which I would love for you to join the Luminary League or support the podcast on Patreon. But in the Luminary League, we do little mini readings at the end of each full moon workshop. So if you're not familiar with your chart and how to find where Capricorn is in your chart, I teach all of the ladies in the Luminary League how to do that. So, okay, back to what we're talking about. Saturn is going to be in Capricorn and we're going to get one last chance to fix whatever's going on in that part of the chart for 30 years because Saturn's not going to come back to Capricorn 30 years from now. So this is a really nice opportunity to work within the structures that you have. So right now we're very much like the conversation out in the world is defund the police, right? And a lot of people don't know what that means. And I'm not going to get into all of that today, but I just wanted to share that like right now, the energy is like break the system. The system doesn't work. Once Saturn goes back into Capricorn, the energy might be like, 
We're not trying to break the system. We're trying to work with you within the system to make it work for all of us. That's a little bit more of the Saturn vibe. Let's not throw away what works. Let's make what doesn't work better. That's more Saturn and Capricorn energy. And so we're going to have that energy starting on Wednesday again for a little while through pretty much almost the end of the year. Okay. So Saturn's still retrograde as well. So it is about revising, redoing, fixing. And Saturn and Capricorn work within the system. Make sure you're registered to vote. That is the number one thing that everyone should make sure they're doing. Register to vote, support the candidates on the local and the national level that support the causes that you believe in. Even if it's not the person that you ideally wanted, Saturn and Capricorn is about working with what you have, working with what the system has to give you at this moment and making it better. So work within the system, vote, support the candidate that most closely reflects your values. And you know what you value now because Venus just finished her retrograde in Gemini. So we got a little uh, masterclass in what we value. We all know what we're valuing, what we're wanting, and uh, all that. Okay, so this week finishes up with, without further ado, the big, big, big thing this week, which is the full moon, lunar eclipse, and Capricorn at 13 degrees Capricorn. So if you, so much Capricorn this week, I feel like I'm talking about Capricorn a lot, which is funny because at the beginning of this year, all we were talking about was Capricorn. And then I was so excited to talk Aquarius, Gemini, all the air signs. And now we're back talking about Capricorn. So we're getting serious again. Capricorn likes things to be serious. So the full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn on Sunday, it's a big one. So first of all, it's going to happen on July 4th on the West Coast. On the East Coast, it's going to happen on July 5th because it's just after midnight. But for all intents and purposes, let's consider this a July 4th Independence Day eclipse. If your birthday is July 4th or July 5th, this is a big year for you. Whenever you have an eclipse on your birthday, it signifies a very big year for you. Lots of transformation and change coming. So this is really, really, really potent and powerful. And I'm teaching a workshop on this for the Luminary League patrons on Sunday. So if you want to come to the workshop, join this week. But I am so excited for this eclipse and I'll tell you why. It closes out a series of eclipses that we've had since 2018. So there's an ending of a story coming here. So pay attention what's been going on in your life since 2018. And there's some story that you're writing the last chapter to right now. And I think this is going to be a great step in the right direction for reforming a lot of the systems we just talked about. And it's kind of heralding in that next step of being responsible and working toward a better system that supports everyone. And I am very hopeful that this is a very productive eclipse. I do think that we're going to have, because the eclipse energy just heightens the emotions and makes everything feel a little bit more intense, or not a little bit, a lot more intense. My guess is it's going to be explosive. It's July 4th. You've been hearing about fireworks going off in all of the cities around the country for weeks. It's a really crazy thing, but it's sort of like the fireworks or the metaphor for the astrology right now. It is explosive and it's happening everywhere. You know, it'll be interesting to see what this weekend looks like. 
If you have anything potent at uh, any important angles or personal planets at 13 degrees, Capricorn or 13 degrees of the cardinal signs, or even 13 degrees anywhere in your chart, it's going to be activated by this eclipse. So look at your chart and see if you've got anything at 13 or even, you know, 11, 12, 14, 15, and those will get activated. And then luckily next week, we are going to have a little bit of a calmer week, it seems. And it's going to be great because I'm anticipating that we're all going to have eclipse hangover, just like we did last week. So set yourself some time to rest and relax after the July 4th weekend. And I think that's all I've got for you today. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you love the podcast and you listen regularly, then I would love if you would write a review, leave a review, rate and review on Apple iTunes. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, which I have moved so many of my podcasts or almost all of them really over to Spotify now because I'm loving their user interface for podcasts. And it's where all my music is. And now it's just all in one place, which I love. And the other thing is you can support the podcast and the work I do each week and the team that I hire to edit it. And you can support all of the research and the time and the energy that goes into making the podcast each week by becoming a patron on Patreon. And for as little as $5 a month, you can support us. And if you are generous enough to offer $25 a month or more, you will be part of the Luminary League, which means that you'll have access to my new moon bonus AstroCast and my guided meditation for the month, as well as the full moon workshop, which is really where it's at and where we get down into the nitty gritty and we actually look at your personal chart. And so what's so cool about the full moon workshop is that we have time at the end to pull up a few people's charts. Um, We always put new people first and take a look at where the full moon, or in this case, the eclipse is activating your chart. And so it's really helpful to start understanding how the planets impact you personally. And that's where the astrology gets really, really fun. So I will talk to you next week. And until then, take really good care of yourself, wear a mask, uh, register to vote, give money to your local and national candidates that represent your views And I'll talk to you soon and find me on Instagram and come follow the moon with me there because right now the moon is ruling the skies. It's cancer season. Cancer is ruled by the moon. And that means that we're moody when the moon is in charge. Our mood changes every two to three days. So come follow me on Instagram to get the scoop and there are the sirens. So it's my, uh, my cue to say bye. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.